the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Far away from where God wants us to be, and we end up down in Egypt. Sometimes it's a deliberate decision. Sometimes we just make that choice. I'm going to Egypt. And we find ourselves far away from God. So what do we do? What do we do when we fail in that way? We backtrack. We go back. We backtrack just like Abraham did. We go back to where we were getting it right with the Lord, and we call on the name of the Lord again, and we seek forgiveness. Are you experiencing a season where you found yourself far away from the Lord? As you listen to today's message from Pastor Dan, he encourages you to get back to God. There are times in life when a season of Egypt can happen, a time where you feel distant and barren in your journey of faith. But Pastor Dan explains that you can get back to the promised land. Go back to doing the things that you know brought you closer to the Lord. Go back to those things and to regularly communing with God. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 13 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. So Genesis chapter 13, beginning in verse 1. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot was with him, to the south. And Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel, to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also who went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abram said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right, or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go toward Zoar. And then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far 
as Sodom, but the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, westward, for all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees at Mamre, which are in Hebron. And he built an altar there to the Lord. Well, in chapter 12, we saw Abram fail to trust God in a time of unexpected crisis. Abram stopped walking by faith. Instead, he went down to Egypt, where he tried to get by by lying and being deceitful. Uh, And so now we come to chapter 13, and we see in chapter 13 that Abram leaves Egypt. Uh, If you notice in verse 1, it says he, he went up from Egypt, but then in my translation, the New King James, it says he went to the south. So he went up, but then it says he went to the south, which sounds a little confusing to us. Uh, But if you notice, the word south is capitalized. It's not talking about a direction. It's talking about a location, the Negev. Your translation might say Negev there in the verse. It's the southern part of the land of Canaan. So he goes up from Egypt. He goes back into the promised land, into the southern border, the Negev of the land of Canaan. Uh, Verse 2 says that Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. The the phrase very rich there, if you're a note taker, it it literally means it was very heavy. (laughs) He, he, He literally was weighed down by silver and gold. He had so much silver and gold. That that would be a good problem to have, I would I would imagine, you know, to be weighed down with so much silver and gold. Today we would say Abram was loaded, right? Loaded down with silver and gold. And I think, you know, this is a good place just to to say that uh, God does not condemn wealth. Being rich is not a sin. Having wealth is not a sin. It's not ungodly. It's not less godly than being poor. Uh, the Bible actually tells us that God makes a person rich. Proverbs ten twenty two: the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18 says, the Lord gives us the power to make wealth. The ability to make money comes from God. And some people have a, a greater ability to make wealth than other people do, but that comes from the Lord. First uh, Samuel chapter two, verse seven, the Lord makes poor and the Lord makes rich. He brings low. He lifts up. It, it's all in the hands of God. God is the one, you know, it's his his prerogative, his right to make someone poor, to make someone rich, to give someone the ability to make money, to bless, to prosper, to make wealthy. So having having riches, it's not it's not wrong. Now, the Bible does have a lot of warnings about the danger of riches. Matthew 13, 22, Jesus warned about the deceitfulness of riches. He says the deceitfulness of riches can choke out the word of God. The the pursuit of riches can, can be deceiving. It can 
seduce us and cause us to start disobeying God's word in our pursuit of of riches. Uh, In Luke 12, Jesus warned about covetousness. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, we're warned about the danger of loving money. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil. And some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. The love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. Not money, but the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. First Timothy 6 also warns about the uncertainty of riches. The uncertainty of riches. And I would say we have seen the uncertainty of riches over the last four or five or six months with the stock market at a record high and then dropping way down and now it's gone back up again. Uh, you know, the, the Hertz Rental Car Company uh, was founded in 1918. It's over 100 years old. At the end of February, stock in Hertz was selling for over $20 a share. This past Friday, Hertz stock closed at $1.45 a share. It's dropped by 93% in value, almost really overnight. That, that's the uncertainty of riches that God warns us about. So the Bible has a lot to say about wealth and about riches. Here we're told that Abram was very rich. Verse 3 says he went on his journey from the south, from the Negev, as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there... Abram called on the name of the Lord. Now, what Abram does here is very important for us to note. It has a lot of application for us. Abram failed to trust God, and he went down to Egypt. He blew it big time. So what did Abraham do after he failed? He backtracked. He backtracked. Abram literally retraced his steps from Egypt back to Bethel, where he had last got it right with God. And there at Bethel, he called on the name of the Lord again, just like he did before. He sought the Lord again. He went back to where he last had fellowship with God. Now, we all fail, right? We all blow it at times. We all make mistakes. We all make bad decisions. We're all prone to wander. We all go astray. Uh, At times, just like Abram, we stop walking by faith. We start trusting in ourselves. We get way off course and go far away from where God wants us to be. And we end up down in Egypt. Sometimes it's a deliberate decision. Sometimes we just make that choice. I'm going to Egypt. And we find ourselves far away from God. So what do we do? What do we do when we fail in that way? We backtrack. We go back. We backtrack just like Abraham did. We go back to where we were getting it right with the Lord. And we call on the name of the Lord again and we seek forgiveness. The name for this is repentance. That's what Abram does. He repents. And, and, and his, his repentance is, is you know, 
physical, it's, it's a geographical repentance. He geographically returns back to the last place where he met with God and had fellowship with God. That's repentance. Repentance is turning back. Repentance is returning back to where you're supposed to be. And, and we, all, we all need to repent at times. We all need to turn back at times. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. You know, in the book of Revelation, Jesus writes seven letters to seven churches. And in Revelation chapter 2, he writes to the church of Ephesus. And he tells the church in Ephesus, you have left your first love. They've left Jesus Christ. And so Jesus tells them to do three things. He says, therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first or else I am coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. So Jesus told them to remember, repent, and return. Remember from where you have fallen. Remember, you know, what your relationship with Jesus Christ was like, how it used to be before you went astray. Then repent, turn around and go back there. Go back to the way it used to be between you and Jesus. Remember, repent. Now for Abram, that place was Bethel. He goes back to Bethel. And then repeat, do the deeds you did at the first. When you were walking with the Lord, when you had a close relationship with him, what were the things that you were doing? Repeat those things. Do those things again. Remember, repent And repeat. That's what Abram did. He returned back to Bethel. He called on the name of the Lord again. And and here's here's the really great thing that the Bible tells us. Is that when we repent and we turn back to God. And we ask him to forgive us. And we confess our sins to him. The Bible tells us it's immediate with God. Just as it was immediate for Abram. Abram gets back to Bethel. He calls on the name of the Lord. And instantly the relationship with God is restored. And the same is true for us. When we repent and we confess our sins, instantly our relationship is restored. The Bible says if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. It's it's immediate. It's automatic. When we repent, when we confess, when we ask forgiveness, immediately our relationship with God is restored. So Abram failed in the famine, but he got repentance right. And you're going to fail. I'm going to fail. But we got to get repentance right. Right? we got to get it right. And here he, he returns back to Bethel. Verse 5 says, Lot also who went with Abram had flocks and herds 
and tents. Now, there hasn't been much said about Lot so far. We've just kind of seen his name throughout the story with, with, with Abram. Remember, Lot is Abram's nephew. And verse 6 says, Now the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. If you remember from chapter 12, the reason Abram left the land of Canaan and went down to Egypt was because there was a famine in the land of Canaan. They've returned back to the land of Canaan now. Uh, And it's unlikely that the land has recovered from the famine. So they come back now. They've got huge flocks, both Abram and Lot. uh, And they come back. And there's there's not enough pasture land for Abram's flocks and Lot's flocks. Plus, we're told, there's also the Canaanites and the Perizzites that are dwelling in the land. So there's a lot of competition for what little grazing land is available. And verse, 10, verse 7 tells us, So there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram and the herdsmen of, of Lot. Now, if you remember the beginning of chapter 12, when God called Abram to leave Ur of the Chaldees, God told Abram to leave his family behind in Ur of the Chaldees, but Abram did not obey the Lord He brought some of his family with him. So really, Lot isn't even supposed to be here. But Abram disobeyed, and he brought Lot, and now he has strife. If Abram would have obeyed God, he would would have avoided this strife with his his nephew. Obedience to the word of God can spare you from so much unnecessary strife. If you just do what the word of God says, you're going to eliminate so much strife and heartache in your life. So verse 8 now. So they have strife. Now watch what happens. This is amazing. I know you're, you're on the edge of your seat right now. So Abram, so they've got strife. So Abram said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we're brethren. Now watch what he says. Is not the whole land before you? What land is that? The promised land. Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, then I will go to the left. First of all, Abram sought to make peace with his nephew Lot. There's strife and Abram sought to make peace. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Abram was a peacemaker. There are many places in the Bible where we are commanded to pursue peace with others as believers and followers of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. Listen to what it says. If possible, so far as depends on you, you be at peace with all men. So far as it depends on you, you be at peace with all men. That means you do everything you can. To make peace with that person. Everything that's in your power. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 says. Pursue peace with all men. Literally run after peace. Seek after peace with that other person. Pursue it. This command is the opposite of being passive. Or waiting for that other person to come to you. To make peace 
with you as followers of Jesus Christ, as disciples, we are told to pursue peace. Don't wait for them to pursue peace with you. You pursue peace with them. You go after peace. That's what Abram did here. He pursued peace with Lot. That's what Jesus Christ did with us. He pursued peace with us. We were the ones in the wrong. But he's the one who left heaven and came to us and offered himself on the cross as a sacrifice for our sin to reconcile us. He pursued us. He pursued reconciliation and peace with us. Here, Abram is the one who initiated the conversation with Lot. He's the one who is pursuing peace with Lot. And I want you to look again at what he says in verse 9 to Lot. He says, is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. You go to the right, then I will go to the left. This is really, truly remarkable what Abram says to Lot and this offer that he makes to Lot. You have to understand really the cultural context to appreciate what's happening here in this chapter because it's so unusual. Abraham is the uncle. Abraham is the elder uncle. And more importantly, Abraham or Abram is the patriarch of the family. This, this Bedouin culture that they lived in was a patriarchal culture. And what that means is that Abram was the leader of the family. And Abram makes all of the decisions for the, for the family. It's all up to Abram. Abram could have could have said to Lot, hey, Lot, it's been great. I've enjoyed our time together, but it's time for you to go. And all of this land right here, it all belongs to me. So you need to go find some other place to live. Bye, Felicia. You know, that kind of thing. And, and just, you know, I'm, I'm the patriarch. You got to go. And you got to go figure it out. And you got to go find some other place to live. That, that, is, that is what would have been normal. That is what would have been expected in that culture. That would have been the way Abram would have handled this strife as the patriarch of the family. Abram is in charge of the family, and what he says goes. He makes the decisions, and, and Lot has to just submit to that decision. But instead of pulling rank on Lot, Abram deferred to Lot. He deferred to Lot. And he said, Lot, you can pick where you want to live, and I'll separate from you. And if you, if you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll, I'll go to the left. You, you just tell me where you want to go, and I'll go the opposite way. You decide. Now, Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says, give preference to one another. And Abram gave preference to Lot. He, he didn't have to. It wasn't really his place to. He's the patriarch. He's the elder. But Abram chose to give preference to Lot. Lot, you choose what you want and whatever land you choose, that'll be fine with me. Now, if you're like me, as you read this, you've got all kinds of alarms going off right now in your mind and you're thinking, whoa, 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 Abram, wait a minute. This is kind of a bad idea, Abram. I mean, Lot could really take advantage of your generosity. I mean, you're giving Lot a blank check here and Lot, Lot could choose the best land for himself and leave you with the terrible land for your flocks. He could really do you wrong in this deal. You don't want to leave yourself open like that. You don't want to leave yourself vulnerable like this, especially when it comes to dealing with your family and dividing up property with your family. That can go south pretty quickly. 
listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person, but God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet, He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul, If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with the local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know Him. It only takes willingness and a conscious choice You need not guess there's a thing of truth that is unmistakable And knowing that you cannot find alone And if you listen carefully and sometimes even if you don't You can hear the sound General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.